0: Monday on Daily Delivery. Patrick Royce here with me. I'm Michael Rand. Happy to be back here for another one. Patrick, how's your weekend?
1: Oh, it was uh, fine. A lot of uh, kid baseball uh, and and softball for that matter. And uh, it was a hot, steamy, dusty day out there watching softball yesterday. So, and then Saturday, uh, we, I watched some uh, kid baseball. So, I and then I saw some. I saw some kid baseball on Friday night at Target Field, so uh, it was <laughs> oh, oh, it was a uh, it was a lot of uh, a lot of uh, sporting events over the weekend. So anyway, but uh, here here we go. Let's let's wrap up the. Uh, it's not the first half. First no. of all, I hate that. There's yes. 91 games played, 71 yes. to go. That's not half. That's no. not half. It's the this all-star. This is one reason that uh, so many people are bad in math. They don't uh, they say, "Ah, it's the first half. It's not the first half. It's the, uh, it's the first 55 percent, 56 percent. Anyway, what we know for sure, almost 100 percent, is the starting pitching will not be as good as in the second, fifth, 45 percent of the season. As it was in the first. This is as good as your starting pitching possibly could imagine to be. And it's going to waver a little. Joe Ryan is, uh, you know, he's been off now for about four games. He hasn't pitched that well. Uh, He's given up a lot of home runs. They figured out uh, he hit that fastball and out of the park. Ober is great. Been great. Can he continue to be great? Sunny great. I don't know. We we got you got the best you're gonna see out of him. You might the only guy that you can probably say that is probably gonna be maybe a touch better is Pablo Lopez. Yeah. I would say might be a touch better. But your pit your starting, it is almost impossible that with this starting pitching that this team is one game under five hundred. It, it it, it's impossible that their uh hitting attack can be this futile, terrible, 232-team batting average, uh, which would be the lowest in history, lower even than the year of the pitcher in 1968 when wow. nobody hit and they had to lower the mound from 15 inches to 10 inches. This is inc- – batting average doesn't count uh, anymore. Well, the hell, it doesn't. And uh, it's, uh, it, it is incredible. I mean, Buxton had, what, four days where he hit the ball hard and he got a lot of outs, but he wasn't real lucky. But he's batting two oh eight. He's batting, you know, he's hitting .208. Uh, Correa's two twenty five. Joey Gallo, come on. This, this, you got, you got Larnik. Larnik is over in St. Paul. And he's, you know, he's going to strike out a lot. But why are you wasting the bats on Joey Gallo when you got, one of your hot number one draft choice prospects who could do the same thing, only better. I mean, it's stupid to have Joey Gallo on this team. He hits; He's hit 15 home runs. Yippee. The rest of the time, he strikes out. It, it, it's just stupid to have him on this team. And uh, there's, there's other changes that have to be made. They have a real quandary with this kid's second baseman because he can hit, but he can't catch. He can't play second right. base. They got to go send him to St. Paul and see if he can become a left fielder or something because he can't play second base. His life's in danger. And he, he again, the uh, the six-run rally that they started against Sonny Gray on uh, Saturday started because he kicked a ground ball. Yeah. He, didn't turn, he didn't make a play. I don't even know if he got officially. However many errors he has do, does not reflect how rotten he is in the field. Cause he, you know, he's getting away with a little bobble here and there and they're not calling it an air, but you know, he, you know, he's, he's the one kid that's he's the only guy that did did any hitting over the weekend, but he can't feel. And uh, uh, I, I don't know, but this to me, the number one thought right now is you've had the best starting pitching in baseball and you're one game under 500 and you're one game under 500 in the worst division in the history of competitive athletics okay so uh it's it's uh, i think they're uh they're uh going to um you know fade from here when the starting pitching goes i think this idea that oh i we're confident in everybody in this room and rocco's post game quotes were ridiculous. Yes. I liked him a lot better when he was peeved off. Yes, you know, me too. I am sure he was I'm sure he was agitated yesterday, but he decided this was a intellectual decision to go this way, right? Instead of saying, yes, we stink. There's something wrong here. This was he he made the decision to be positive as they went into the four day break. But deep in his heart He's got to be wondering if he's going to get fired, doesn't he?
0: I would think so. I mean, you we read Suhan's column where he talked to um, the the younger poll lad now, and doesn't seem like the younger pole had has quite as much patience, and he he probably shouldn't. I mean, I, here's the thing: I was looking at this before we before we started. This was Sunday night. I was kind of digging into some of the numbers, and you know, you, you take away. 2019, and and again, you know, 2019 is part of the record. It was it was a, an incredible season, an extraordinary season. Like you know, we we can't remember everything sometimes, even that happened. You know, sometimes I have a hard time remembering it happened last week, but you know, definitely like stuff that happened like four years ago, like you know, before the world changed in a lot of different ways before COVID, before all this stuff. It's hard to remember that stuff. Patrick, do you remember in 2019 the Twins hit 307 home runs? and uh won 101 games and and i don't think and and it's as amazing as that was as much as that was a special season the further we get from it the more they kind of cling to that approach that worked in a very specific year with a very specific ball with some very specific players having career seasons um, the the further we get from that, the further we know that that was the outlier season, right? And that everything that's happened since then and before yeah. that is more the reality. And the reality is that every season, if you add up every season, it, uh, not including 2019, Falvey and Levine are below 500. Rocco Baldelli is below 500. Like I I I think they got to start asking hard questions about whether this approach is working, especially to keep taking this what seems like a pretty similar approach at the plate that's still yielding a decent number of home runs. I think they're like fifth in the American league in home runs right now. Um, But Patrick, they've scored two runs or fewer in 36 of 91 games, 40% of their games. They've scored two runs or fewer. Like they they can't hit good pitching with this approach. It just doesn't, it's, it's not working to me unless, unless this is just kind of the opposite year where every good player is in a slump for some reason. It's not the approach. It's not the hitting coach. It's just, bad luck. I, I don't get it, but I, I'm starting to think that whatever they're doing here, and by they, I mean the decision makers, is is not working, and that 2019 was just some amazing amazing outlier that, that's never going to be replicated again.
1: Well, it happened. When Boston was in town here, uh, When well, that wasn't long ago, right? Uh, Euclid and uh, Dave O'Brien, I think, is his partner, on uh, Nesson, and they said uh those guys i i uh was told this they said, well these teams this they aren't playing modern baseball these yeah that's their problem here is they're not playing today's game, which is uh you know you gotta you gotta put the ball and play more, you gotta move runners, but you you just gotta uh you gotta value the opposite hit single with two strikes and stuff right. like that." Which supposedly they were going to do yes. when they had to come to Carlos' meeting in right. Atlanta on the Wednesday on that yeah. Wednesday after the Atlanta, and then they come out and score eight runs the first game in right. uh, where they was it Ball? no
0: Baltimore uh, yeah it was Baltimore. in
1: Baltimore yeah in eight runs and since then against uh, you know since then nothing's changed except you got to play Kansas City right that's uh they're nine and one against Kansas City. Which means they're uh, what against the world?
0: They're, nine uh, games under five hundred against everybody else
1: under under the in the world, and uh, uh, they're not. You now I, you know, I'm not a genius on this stuff, but I said at the start of the season I didn't like the lineup, and no. that they were going to be under five hundred because uh, they they and the, and the pitching has been far better than I imagined. Yes starting pitching and to have them under 500 is just incredible. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I think people, we, we have this almost people, they, they still get bashed a lot, like in the star tribune comments, because you got jackasses that just, they don't go to any games, the people, they don't go to any games, right. But there was an optimistic vibe about this team. I, I thought kind of like, we are with all teams now. We 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 feel good about the Timberwolves, even when they puke. And we feel, uh, you know, the wild, of course, everybody, 95% ticket renewal, whatever you fall on your face. And uh, the Vikings, there's always optimism. And people wanted to be optimistic about this team, but even reasonable people, not the idiots who re- respond in the Star Tribune comment section, but who – write the same thing, up uh, cheap poll ads and stuff right, like that. Right. Uh not those idiots. But the people who wanted to feel good about this team are disgusted. And yes. uh, and that's that's their that's what that's what they gotta look at. And I know that financially the uh there's some there's some panic over there. They uh they they th- here here's another thing, Mike. Yeah. If you go back and look at When Terry Ryan got fired in 2016 and and they modernized the operation, this modernization has cost them 10 million annually in staff or probably more. Look at the ungodly number of employees they have in their, uh, their front office doing, you know, they got a science team and they got all this stuff and they you know they've they've they got incredible amount of equipment that they've purchased the the highest end equipment. it's costing them ten or twelve million dollars annually to have Falby and Levine now they had to modernize to some degree sure. but you look at their look at the release they sent out on the day of their minor league staff in December. They got to have a hundred and fifty people working on these teams, on, on these teams between trainers and their staff and everything else, and it's they're 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 just spending money flying out the door on all this stuff, and it's I'm not calling it analytics or anything. You got you had to modernize, but it is ungodly expensive what these guys have brought in here. Without results, the results yeah. aren't there. they won one hundred one games. I mean, it was a incredible season. It was a lot of fun. Mitch Garber was hitting the ball over the center field fence and uh, out of nowhere, and uh, all these things were happening. Nelson Cruz was great. He was a great addition. Blah blah blah. Uh, by the way, I see people saying maybe they should sign Nelson Cruz. They already got a DH who's yeah. who's hitting two hundred and eight. You want yes. another one? Yes. come on, God, don't be so. People, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's uh, a lot of thing, but it's, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I know this. If they fall on their face in the second half, there's going to be changes. There's now whether, whether they have the guts to fire Falvey. I don't know, but Rocco's not Rocco won't be back next year if uh, this continues. They're gonna have to blame somebody.
0: MGM Wine and Spirits is the choice for savings, service, and a great selection of spirits, pre-mixed cocktails, wines, and of course, ice cold beers and hard seltzers. With over 30 locations throughout the Twin Cities and beyond, there is an MGM near you. Head to mgmwineandspirits.com to find a convenient location in your area. Get social. Follow MGM on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest news and trends. Make great moments with MGM Wine & Spirits, your locally owned and operated choice for over 50 years. Save time, save money. Shop MGM.
1: And I, I you might have noticed this. The Yankees just fired their hitting coach. Yes,
0: I texted yes. you that last night. That yeah, was a, That's I, an interesting one, huh?
1: yes, so is is that a hint so these guys uh you know, but the thing is, as we said we we already had the come to carlos meeting. We're, we're we're gonna do this ourselves and change our approach, and nothing's changed no nothing's, they've you know, they've scored right
0: aside from that outburst against Baltimore, and you're right, they played the Royals, and they did fine there, aside from that first game against Baltimore. Their other five games, non Kansas City games, again, have been been against Baltimore since then, and they've not topped two runs, and I believe in any of those games.
1: No, no. I bet I was on the uh, two runs or less statistic about a month ago. Yeah. That was was when they were not scoring more than two, 35% of the time. Now it's
0: 40%. 40%. 40%, 36 out of 91 games. Yeah.
1: even in the year of the pitcher in nineteen sixty eight, you couldn't win you couldn't be within one game of five hundred of forty of your games and, and were two runs or less if forty percent of your games were two runs or less. And and as as I say, as we as we've agreed here, that to waste this level of starting pitching is just it's an almost impossible to have Wasted. And, and when you look at the schedule, too, it's not going to be easier the last year. You start off with Oakland right out of the bat, but it's not, you know, they've, they, they've started the year with the easiest schedule you could have. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, the schedule's not going to get easier, that's for sure. And, uh, yeah. the rest
0: of July is pretty easy, but you're right. I mean, there's going to, it's going to get tougher again by August and September.
1: Uh huh. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, they're, I'm sure they're in a full-scale panic. And we got this uh, 41-year-old neophyte. Now, you know, Jim Suen wrote a column with him after interviewing with him at AJO Poland, and, uh, you know, he's. I, I don't know what the confidence level is, but he certainly seems to be more, trying to be more hands-on than his uncle Jim was. So, you know, Jim, and and I don't, you know, it's interesting in sports because we want to blame ownership, but then if ownership is meddling a lot, or what are they meddling for? They don't. What are they doing? Right. Just spend your money. So we we have a uh, we have a uh, uh, different evaluations of ownership. But the the problem here is not ownership. No. Uh, the problem, The problem is they they spent a lot of money on this team and uh they are not getting their money's worth that's for sure.
0: No, I mean let's talk about Correa because uh, you know obviously his his availability hasn't been the issue this year it's been the ability no. like you said he's hitting 225 he's trying to play through whatever injuries he's got the plantar fasciitis the other you know there's the other stuff we knew about already the stuff that scared teams away long term they've got 6 years minimum and 200 million invested in someone who's hitting 225 in the first year of that six-year contract. I mean, yeah, how how worried should they be about just that in general? Like someone, someone who is, you know, taking up twenty percent of most of their payroll in most seasons, um, producing like that. Because it feels like it feels like a team like the Twins can't necessarily aff- afford to carry a player like that that's not producing. Because we kind of saw it during the Maurer years, where it as much as you are free to spend however much you want they do have kind of their own their own kind of self contained cap based on you know revenue projections things like that like it's hard to compete when your your highest paid player isn't producing like that
1: especially with uh especially in rbi situations you've been awful and uh uh yeah and but they can't get out of it. Nobody's going to take it. No, no, so, of
0: course not. I mean, yeah.
1: stuff, and he's a great shortstop, but yes. you, you hate to look at a $200 million guy as a, well, you know, he doesn't ever get a hit, but boy, he's a really good shortstop. That's, right. uh, that's not, I mean, he's a terrific shortstop. And, uh, uh, and when you have Jose Miranda playing third, and Edward Julian playing second, you hope every ball is hit to him because these two guys Could kill themselves trying to catch the ball. Get Miranda the hell out of here, okay? He's not an athlete. He's slow. He can't get a hit. Get somebody else in here to play third base. They got a bunch of guys. Somebody, you know, try to maybe try to play. Yeah, I don't think he can play Julian at third. He has enough trouble catching the ball at second. Maybe when Polanco comes back, you try to play him at third and play the other guy at second. But, you know, get Miranda out of here. He's, he's not, he had his five minutes last year, but, uh, but they got to do, they can't, they can't run this back on Friday. You can't send out the same, and Kepler, move him. It's, it's not, Yeah. it's not, you know, he had a, you know, these guys, this is baseball. He has two good games, and we we he's cured. Everything's fine. Right. Look out! Look out! Look out! Max has got it figured out. Since then, he's what old seventeen or oh for yeah. 17. He Hit yesterday. So, I mean, you got you know yeah. As I said, you got Larnik. I don't know about Walner. He's starting. You know, he's repping it up over there. But uh, you're uh, you know you you, you got to make some changes. You can't. This, this can't be the team that gets on the plane Thursday to go to Oakland. This this, this can't be the team. you got to put a different team on the field. And and the other thing that's happened here is since Jorge Lopez has decided to be rotten, and I'm guilty on that one. I love the guy. I thought right. he had great stuff. Uh, I mean, you're going out there with a two-man bullpen now, too. And Duran, maybe, you know one thing you should call or you should tell Rocco if you're the genius is upstairs, don't pitch him two innings. Right. Don't pitch Duran two innings. Don't be that desperate. You gotta have somebody else try to get him out. But the bull the end of the bullpen is awful now too. So uh, I mean you got you got Durand who you still like and you got Jack's pitching good against, but they have you know, this Moran is they they're using him in big situations and he's about fifty-fifty. Yep. Once in a while he gets about once in a while he doesn't, so anyway, pitching as good as it can get, and you're under five hundred incredible
0: yeah and that was my that was my concern for that's been my concern probably for the ever since like the first month of the season when we saw how good the pitching was it's like can the pitching continue to be what what's a what's a bigger candidate that that the pitching will regress if the when the pitching regresses will the offense progress enough to kind of make up for that slack and the thing that no. I didn't the thing I didn't see happening was the pitching has been just as good if not better since that since they got off to that really good start and the offense somehow has gotten worse like i did not imagine that they would kind of that there would be this this option where where the pitching continues to get better and the offense continues to get worse like i don't you just look at the up and down the, the lineup and again batting average isn't valued the way it used to be otherwise they wouldn't have traded a batting champion at least it's not valued by them um and he's uh Mariah's cooled off a little bit i think he's only hitting like 380 now um and Lopez yeah. is uh, and, and Pablo Lopez has been good he he just got named to the all-star team he's he's been good this year and i think that he's got some upside like you said but um you just looked at the you looked at it then you're like well when when the pitching gets bad can the hitting compensate for it and the pitching has continued to be so good and you're right they've just absolutely wasted it this year and and again i think it's i think some of it just goes back to approach and i I don't know how much how much do these guys listen to how much how much do professional hitters listen to and get out of a hitting coach like how how much of that is they're just going to do their own thing and they've kind of got their their approach and how much do you think they actually do listen to what the team wants them to do at the plate
1: well first of all it's not approach with Joey Gallo, okay? Yeah. This is Joey Gallo. Right. You you get a 29 year old guy, he is what he is. You're not going to change him. Uh so you know with, that that you know it's not all approach. Uh I mean Kirillov's a good hitter. Julian looks like he's a good hitter. But and you don't have any complaints about their approach. But Max Kepler, it's now year four. Right? It's year four. Yeah. He is what he is. There it's not approach where, you know, all of a sudden they he, he they're gonna change him, he's gonna get a hit the left field, he's gonna he's gonna be a different Max. No, he's not. He's been the same Max for four years. He's uh, you know, Rocco they basically some of the people in the in the baseball operation on the field wanted to get rid of him last year and he's still there and he's still blocking away for larnik and walner and these guys you let him go go if you just release him you only got to pay him for the rest of this year nobody yeah. will get anything for him maybe he goes somewhere and gets fixed good what do, what do you think you're gonna do you think on august 1st the day before the trading deadline that some team's going to call up and give you something valuable for Max Kepler? No, they aren't. So start off by getting rid of about three of these guys. I, You know, you change the approach, I think, by changing the personnel. Not that because I don't think anybody, I think the philosophy when the year started, and they pretty much said it, told us this, Royce Lewis told us this, uh, was uh, wait to you know, wait to get a pitch that you can drive, right? right. You know, that. yep. And that's that's the whole approach you're talking about, Mike. Yes. Is 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 wait till you get a pitch you can drive, and that worked pretty good in in 2019. But uh, I got a wild idea. I, I I don't know what I got. They I I think they I think just because of I don't think it's Rocco's fault what we're seeing here. No. I don't know anything about the hitting coach, but I'd fire somebody. Yeah, between now and Thursday, I'd fire I'd, somebody. I'd, I'd do something. I'd change something. You can't, you know. You can't. I mean, oh, good we just beat Kansas City. We're gonna, you know, we got Baltimore coming to town, and look out, and and then they get their arses handed to them three games in a row. It's, uh, it's. Uh, I mean, I mean, the way Baltimore ran around them, knocked them around, just, just, you know, exploded for six runs against Sonny Gray and stuff like that, that that you just, you just were seeing that to use the word approach, you just were seeing a much better approach with all these young guys, all these 24 year old guys in Baltimore were, they were, they were going up there with a plan to hit a double the right field. And uh, it was just, uh, it was a boy. I uh I, as I said, I was occupied with youth baseball by the time I yes. got in the car yesterday, but uh they uh they got booed roundly, I guess, yesterday, huh?
0: Yes, they did. Yeah, they did. And it was you know, and it was it was deserved and like you said, it kinda yeah. takes a, it takes a lot for like this, you know, the, the modern fan to boo, although I think we've seen it a few times, like you know, that when a team um you know didn't the vikings get to hear some of that i think at the oh, yeah. you know at halftime of that game they were getting blown out by the colts even though they were having a great season and they come back and win that and the wild got it a little bit in the, in the playoffs when they weren't given the effort good the wolves will get it yeah i, I think it's i think it is good the people here pick their spots but i think that i think when they when they sense underachievement is when they're going to get after a team here if they if they sense the effort level isn't entirely there and i don't know if effort has much to do with the 15-2 loss but um, if they sense that the home team is not giving its all and is getting you know getting beaten worse than they should be um the people have they have been letting them have it to a certain degree here over over the, the recent years but yeah that was that was interesting because you're right i think people did want to like this team this team had some components that were likable and it's kind of become like last year, I don't feel like people were really into last year's team. I think they felt like it was more of a mirage last year than it, than it ever has been this year. But it's kind of the same thing. They just started fast and they're kind of fading again.
1: Here's another thing. Yes, this has this is the month they've had the month here where the Vikings are not relevant. Yes, right. They've yes. had the month where the Vikings finally disappear. Right now, if yep. you're reading the Star Tribune. You would think we've all had Aurora Fever here for the last three, four weeks, but uh, that's over too now. The Aurora Fever has died. Uh, we yes, we suffered a heartbreaking one-zero loss to somebody, but uh, that that so. In addition to frittering away great pitching, you frittered away the month where the Vikings are the only month of the year where they're irrelevant, right? Yes. Yeah, they, they they shut her down? Because they will be going out about know, about ten uh, days, right? they will be going to training camp, and uh, then it's over.
0: Camp, yeah, camp's about two three weeks away, but yeah, not too far. Wherever not too is. far.
1: Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, if I'm I, you know, I don't know. I've talked to Joe Pollard three times in my life for five minutes, and uh, I knew he, I knew he ran a failed radio station there for a while, but uh, the, the fact that it looks like that's his full-time job where it wasn't certainly wasn't Jim's full-time job. Right. that I means yes. Joe. This is what Joe's doing. Trying to, trying to take care of the family interests with the ball club. And if he's going to be kind of an impulsive guy, I think that's good. Yeah. If, if you get somebody there that say, okay, this is, you know, this is why, why is, why am I, why is our baseball operation spending and not counting the salaries of Felby and Levine and those guys, how come we're spending $12 million extra a year to put this, and this is what we're getting. What's going right. on here? What What is going on here? You know what? I, I don't know where you go. Maybe you get an, maybe you bring back an old school general manager from some 60. I mean, Terry Ryan doesn't want the job or nobody else, but maybe, uh, uh I, I don't know what you do, but, uh, Something's got to change. That's for sure. It's, uh, it's, it's. You know, if 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 they were getting what they deserve, they'd be twelve or thirteen games out of first place, right? If right. they were getting what they deserve. Yeah. The fact that they're oh, we're no longer in first place. Who cares? You're under five hundred. You're, you know, you got to win ninety games to win a division in modern baseball. and even if you're in this rotten division, you should have to win at least 86 or something. And, uh, you know, you're not – you're all failing, okay? The, the on-field staff is failing. The front office, the top of the, the – you know, the Falvey and everybody else has been – you're failing. And the players are failing. The, the veteran players are failing miserably. Uh That's, uh, uh, I don't know. If I was Bally, I'd call up and cancel the check. I'd say, (laughs) no, thank you. I don't want them. Unbelievable.
0: They're now now three games behind the worst team in the AL East, and they're tied for the 10th best record in the American League right now. 10th best, which means there's only one, two, three, four teams that have a worse record than them in the American League. I mean, it's, it's, two of it's,
1: them are, and two of them are Oakland and Kansas City who are historically bad. They're
0: actively not know? trying to win. Yes.
1: Yes, yes, they're historically bad. So it's uh, you know, it's 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 a it's it's one of the when you consider the starting pitching, it's one of the great flops in Twins history right now. Yeah. This is this is one of the all-timers. So and really quick. Then in the whole modern I pine for the days when baseball was really part of our soul around here, right. and and we we'd be killing this operation, uh, and that we wouldn't have to turn on TV and have them try to sugarcoat it. You know what we need? We need Ozzie Guillen on the post game show. Oh yeah, like we got with the White. We need a post game show where Ozzie <laughs> Ozzie and Frank Thomas are there, and Ozzie said. That team's terrible, which is what he – I've seen the postgame show. Once Hire Minkiewicz.
0: Bring in Minkavich. He would do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, Minkiewicz gave him a plug for the draft choice. The, uh, apparently, he had him somewhere. There's Walker Jen- Jenkins or whatever his name is. Okay. Big right-handed hitter. Probably going to strike out a lot, it would be my guess, huh? <laughs> probably.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, hey, really quick before we, before we end the show, did you see uh, – and you read our, our Q&A, which was good. where Q&A, Chris Heinz did a Q&A with Chris Finch, the Wolves coach. And um, first question, which is a good one, is um, reflecting on the, the partnership between Cat and Gobert. Um, is asking him, what do you want to do more of? What didn't, what didn't work? Um, so he's got uh, – it, it, the answer didn't give me a ton of confidence. I know Finch is a, a smart guy, but the answer was – I think we have to be more definitive with our spacing around Rudy in pick and roll yeah. cat in the post two anchor points, maybe in general, just a little bit more structured two big spacing, both bigs having a purpose at the same time. Then I think we got away from cat being in the trail spot. We got to get him back where he's really destructive playing at the top of the floor early in the offense, which scares me because that's not where I like cat because um, that's where he picks up his offensive fouls. That's just off the top of my head of things that pop out, which I feel pretty confident about. Being able to firm that up, I
1: I, I don't <laughs> they know. Have i have given just... him an impossible task. Yes, they have no coach in the world. But let me say this: you know why I love the Q and A? Why? Because my response to Edwards' contract was have a clause in there that says he promises if it's a if it's a, the game's in doubt in the last minute. And he has the ball, and he comes over the timeline. He can't get that look in his eye where we know damn well he's not going to pass to anybody or look for anybody. He's going to throw up a twenty-seven footer back, yeah. and miss it. Yep. He's going to miss it. And Finchie agrees with me. Yes, he says there's a better shot there than the yes. step back. He's always been. Finchy and I yep. are on the same length. Because you know he's going to, if they happen to, if they happen to, you know, that they're pressuring the point guard a little, they have to give it up and give it to Edwards, right? He brings it over the line. You know he's got the look in his eye. He's going to shoot that damn thing. He's not going to make it. He, He never makes it. He makes it once out of eight times. And he, you know, here's the other thing. No clear outs in the last minute. Okay? Not You know the old Jimmy Butler's gonna dribble, 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 and shoot with three seconds to go and miss. That's so stupid. Pass the ball. Do something. Uh, But he and I agreed on Ant shooting the step back when the game's on the line without ever even noticing he has a teammate. So uh, that, but yeah, but I mean, Mike, we could have a, you know, someday. Ten years from now, when Tim Connolly's older and retired someplace, yeah. in there, fifteen years, he's going to tell. I'll be long gone, but he's going to tell us why he made this trade. He's yes. going to tell us what he was thinking. But for the, for now, we just got to go with the gobbledygook. We'll yeah. never know it. We're, we're we're lesser people. We're not. We don't have the mind to. Digest our our brains are not developed enough as the human race to figure out why in God's name he he would rather pay thirty eight million dollars for a big oaf in the middle who can block shots than three million for a big oaf in the middle who can block shots. Right. By the way, isn't as big an oaf as the oaf you're paying thirty eight no. million to? No. So some someday when when you're Kids are, you know, when your kids are adults and they're yeah. wondering the wolves and they're looking back at wolves, <laughs> just, maybe we will get an explanation. <laughs> but for now, I, I, I'm, i I'm, I'm, you know, on my deathbed 12 years from now, hopefully, I'll be asking, you know, why did he make that Rudy Gobert trade? You know, I mean, <laughs> I still haven't got the answer to that question. No. Why? Why did know. he do that? You know, so. I. <laughs>
0: I, I, I've i wanted for the last year to give him the benefit of the doubt and say it's part of a master plan and that there's another move <laughs> still coming, but it sure sounds like they're, they're determined to run it back this season. And I just, oh, uh, I don't, I don't see much. Ups- they I don't do see any. Up-
1: like, yeah so you're going to make a trade out of desperation next year Exactly. to so get rid of these
0: contracts.
1: What's the upside? You are,
0: you're not going to pay these guys 96 million dollars combined next year. That's what that's what Cat and Rudy make next seat, not this season, but 24-25, 96 million dollars <laughs> for two and centers. There's,
1: there's the cap, and there's the super cap, and there's the super duper cap. Yeah. Now and you're going to be over the super duper. Cap. Yes
0: just but just with centers because Naz is getting 14
1: to, they got we got two guys uh trying to buy the club from glenn taylor we're out panhandling now already trying to come up with the money and, uh, <laughs> you know and now they're gonna say oh by the way uh we're gonna you're we, going your penalty is gonna be a hundred million dollars yeah in two you know, yeah, not and a they, chance. And, and we want a new, and we want a new arena.
0: And we want a new so. arena too. Not yeah. a chance. This something's going to give. I just doesn't sound like it's going to give right now. Unless, unless we're uh, unless we're not reading this right. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, all right. Well, we'll talk again uh, next week, on Patrick. Positive,
1: on those positive notes. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk again. <laughs>
0: we'll take time. you into the all take you into the All Star break with that, Patrick. Thanks so much. Hey, we'll talk to you next some week.
1: money this weekend. the A's against the
0: Twitch. Okay. There you Appreciate go. It.
1: They stink, but uh, I I I I got the vibe that uh, they can lose three out of four going to Oakland.
0: That'd be curtain. That'd be curtain right there. All right. All right. Take that.